0: In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone Magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts, and we promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. We are all the way up to album 20. This is Kid A by Radiohead. So, guys, I do have... Uh, a lot of people don't know that they did come out with a uh, they were gonna release a separate version of creep for this album, but it's just they just changed it a little bit. So let's uh let's tune into our favorite radio station and listen to it. Oh, wow. yeah, I'm okay. What's up, everybody? This is K-rob, K-R-O-B. We got a song here going out to somebody who's addicted to blowing stuff up, and I'm not talking about the 4th of July.
1: Before Matt goes to the store, his wife pulls him aside. A bootleg. She says, just getting dog So please go not buy those giant inflatables. <laughs> Put in the yard. I like it. Well, that's good because there's two minutes left. But Matt doesn't listen. I did two (laughs) verses. Cause he's on a mission. (laughs) He's an inflatable freak. (laughs) Bought a giant (laughs) wallow. Got a Santa and some ring you will put them out next year.
2: Where's the pooping, Where's it coming? He
1: goes after Christmas. <laughs> he buys <laughs> all he can afford. Catchy, but he's got guys. a new problem. Oh, yeah. Not enough extension cords. <laughs>
0: They are. (laughs) Matt
1: wants you to notice When you're driving by You're not going to miss it. Baby Yoda blow up His wife wants to throw up (laughs) Yeah, he's an inflatable freak
0: We're just getting longer and longer.
1: he got wear a huge His wife says he's got a problem.
2: Yep. This is <laughs> just going to turn into like an hour long thing She's of rubs. parody you to the stars. Listen to this. is <laughs>
3: There is no voice <laughs> There is no voice right You now. held
2: it that long? You held that <laughs> note
4: that long? <laughs> yeah Teddy better, steady, better oh,
5: yeah.
4: It's cool like the Bee Gees their, what they call, the When fulsano. you want to hear about
1: <laughs> The greatest albums of all time Wow But you're just too lazy To look it up online if you want to hear from guys who chat and then they get off track,
0: I've got the perfect podcast for you, Jack. Beck did it better. What? Oh, jeez! Quick cutoff there. Did not get to hear the symbol at the end. Uh, guys, That really, I am shocked now. Who is our producer?
2: Oh, oh, this is not good.
0: Uh, guys, what's up? <laughs>
2: We already understood more lyrics in that song than we're going to understand on this whole album, right? Welcome
0: to Beck Did It Better. We are talking about album 20. We're talking about all 500 albums. Okay, let's let that sink in, guys. We're talking about 500 albums. We're to number 20. Uh, We are talking about all top 500 albums on the Rolling Stones top 500 album list. This week, we are talking about Radiohead, Kid A. Actually, I read something where they named this album when Tom York went up to visit Canada. And he told some Canadians that the album, instead of guitars and stuff like they had on a OK Computer, he's like, oh, this album is just synths and, and keyboards. And they but he but I don't know what to name it. Uh, and the Canadians go, oh, wow, that's crazy. Surely you kid a. Eh? And Tom York was like,
3: it was a very long setup. I could see it coming for a while
0: <laughs> A. Eh. OK, well, thanks, Aaron. And thank you for let, let, that bounce. We bounce it back and forth. This is what we do. So uh, we've got, let me introduce everybody. We've got Russell. I'm Maybe we should off start totally. uh,
4: like pre-talking pre, pre uh, talking about these jokes before we no. start off the show. No. No. I was going
3: to make a joke about giving him enough rope, but we agreed not to touch that subject oh, on this oh, oh, oh,
0: <laughs> So oh, here's oh. the deal. <laughs> is that I do have all these jokes written out on the screen, and that one was humiliating that I think everyone could read it because I share my screen, and I know they're reading it and just being like, oh, you idiot. Uh, surely you kid, eh? uh so here's the thing here's the thing uh we've got russ in minnesota how are you doing russ
2: we're not scaremongering this podcast is really happening
0: we got aaron out in oaktown aaron how are you doing i'm great i'm excited to be here and talk about radiohead matt in minneapolis how are you doing matt excellent rob thanks for having me (laughs) i am in new york and i am (laughs) rob and i'm the main host all right (laughs) let's go straight to the voicemail we've got another bex to the bex line we have a text it's uh it's a it's a repeat customer we'll just say it that way i am sorry mr a Here on your avocado toast eating herb loving everyone's equal ass wouldn't last a minute in houston we are beef eating gunslinging jacked up gas guzzling ford truck son of a guns here nice try sunshine. sunshine great show howard rob rust dating updates speak up cranky matt okay so aaron you have pissed off all right so first wow. of all Wow. I am the one who calls our listeners, <laughs> rightly, total idiots, okay? I think Aaron said one thing about Houston, <laughs> well, I'm not host. even sure it was yeah. negative, and Aaron is the one who gets the <laughs> negative feedback. So this this plan is going perfectly so far. I is mean, the ironic thing, person? I
3: just want to share with with this listener that I ate both avocado toast and beef shanks today. So I don't know what <laughs> I, I mean, I would happily welcome this person to my home and and share all that Northern California has to offer with him or her.
0: I do have to point out that what this redneck said was one of the insults he threw in and I'm assuming it's a he. Uh one of the insults he threw in was uh Aaron's everyone everyone's equal ass. So like that's his insult is it's like oh he thinks everybody's equal. What a sucker. <laughs> Okay, I don't want to stereotype, but it is hey, used I, I, a Houston number. I don't know. I don't
3: know who this person is, but please come visit me anytime. Not this isn't a meet me in Temecula oh. situation either. This
2: is a, let's <laughs> hang out, come out, bleed some beef shanks together, and go for a hike or, or something. Kick
0: his ass. Yeah, that's a good job,
2: Aaron. <laughs> Aaron, didn't you used to own a Ford truck? Weren't you a Ford truck son of a gun back in the day? Didn't you have a pickup truck at one y- point?
3: Yeah, I've owned both a Ford Ranger and a Chevy S10. Thank you, Russell, for See? coming to my defense. See? I've had I've owned two pickups in my lifetime.
4: Yeah. Oh, but this guy's yeah. This guy's not going to count either of those trucks as, <laughs> as pickup trucks. Neither. As a guy who's owned, who's owned two Rangers and three Isuzu trucks in my life. Like they're not trucks. They're just little Tonka toys. So oh, I so would argue that
0: out. Aaron is by far the biggest hick of the four of us. Like it's not even close, right?
4: <laughs> that's true.
0: I mean, yeah, it's, it's true. Like, yeah, he loves avocado toast, but that's because he grew up going to the bathroom around in an outhouse. I assume. <laughs> And by the way, you can tell I'm a professional announcer because I said out in the outhouse. Yeah. It's not <laughs> Idiot, Rob. I mean, what guys we go in and outhouse, we go out the in-house. Okay. I didn't wow, think about that joke to the end, but the Vegas. beginning was good. It has, there's a setup there. <laughs> All right, we've got Roland
2: going. Let's
0: do we do we want to make fun of that caller anymore?
2: I, is <laughs> I'm, just, is I'm it the same one who to. questioned our, our factual accuracy, or is that a different? No, person? and
0: actually, I got to reach out to Greg uh, Music Greg seventy six or whatever. I actually follow him on Instagram now. He's a really great follow. Like he had really insightful stuff to say about the Christmas albums. I'm sure he's not listening anymore because that Kanye episode has come out. But uh, he, like he has, a, and you know what his favorite Christmas song was was what? the uh, the Charlie Brown Linus and Lucy one that you brought up. So I was like, uh, I was so like, nice. what the heck? We, we should be on the same page. So don't fucking criticize that. That's it. I'll give you one pass. <laughs> you better shut the fuck up about our factual inaccuracies. Cause there are none, son. Woo!
2: Suck it down. Magic marks.
0: <laughs> All right. So here's the deal. I also want to say this. We have, uh, trying to been act, acting like we are talking about the day when the podcast comes out. So for example, our Christmas episode, we were like, oh, it's Christmas. We are recording this between Christmas and new year's. I am no longer trying to think about when this podcast comes out. I will be talking like it's December 27th because it is. Okay. So if you're listening to the podcast, of boohoo, you're not part of the podcast. Do not confuse me. I'm too confused to think about anything. So right now it's December 27th. I sound really dumb when I say about how confused I, don't, I am. I don't
2: like when Rob limits his swear words. This would, he, when he would typically tell all, all of our listeners to F off. And now he's like pulling back on his language. I don't know if I like that.
0: I am trying to swear uh, casually less. Okay. Um, why? And by the way, why I pick, you know what it is? I picture, I have an aunt who, if she heard me swearing would not be happy. There is a 0% chance that aunt is listening to this podcast. She will never (laughs) listen to this podcast ever. I don't know why I'm concerned about it at all, but it's all I think about when I'm editing this dumb thing,
2: less likely to be listening than your mother-in-law. Yeah. I was going to say, how does Bernie feel? about (laughs) it? Bernie loves me.
0: Bernie (laughs) thinks I'm God's gift to men because I am. (laughs) Okay.
4: What about women? (laughs)
2: burn like, my-
0: <laughs> that's more mixed results i've got mixed burn. results from them
2: listen to that aaron slam aaron's gonna play better <laughs> in houston this week first he's got the trucks now he's slamming people this is gonna be rob has gotten a new about sheriff him. in town about there's a new sheriff in town His name is aaron.
0: <laughs> you guys are trying to wreck my confidence but it won't work okay uh it hasn't happened in 40 years and it won't happen now all right let's hmm. get into rolling going Aaron, you better not fucking make fun of me yeah, anymore. The yeah. audience
2: can hear right now, but I'm telling time. you. <laughs> there your time. one swear word, Rob. Yeah, no, that was
0: not casual. Go
4: that was business. Oh, no, that
0: was
2: business. Go.
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm the main host. Stop right. making fun of me. Note to self, edit all that out. yell at Aaron. <laughs> Although
0: the crowd does seem to like it. They're, they're hopping on board with yelling at Aaron. They think it's the good People time. People
4: enjoy that. <laughs> all right. Let's
0: get into rolling going. Rolling going. How's it going? Rosie, how's it going with you? Oh, it's good. Yeah, it's good. It's
3: December 27th. It was 55 and sunny today. So we got out to the park and ran around. That was nice.
0: Uh, So You don't have to say the date, okay? That's not what I meant. (laughs) I just meant that. I don't want to be confused with the release date. Like we don't have to forget the date and the time.
2: I, I, I love how Aaron's quoting the temperature and everything too. Just so people in case they, in case magic Mark goes back and checks, he's going to be like, actually, Aaron was factually incorrect about the dew point in the Oakland area on the 27th of December,
3: man. Don't get me started about the dew point. I've really learned a lot about
4: that in the last year and a half. The,
3: the, yeah. the dew point
4: is a fascinating topic. That also just proves that you're the biggest hick on the whole thing too. Yeah. Cause nobody talks about weather. More than small town America. That's like how you introduce yourselves. Like, Hey, Oh yeah. It looks like storms coming in. Huh? You know? So that's how we know that Rose is right. the biggest tick on this whole. Yeah. When you're talking
0: to people in show. New York, it's like do point more like don't point. Don't bring it up. They don't want to talk about the
3: weather. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I would say the thing I'm really into, uh, the last point. three days is, um, my, this, uh, I realized that my, what I've got going on dovetails with a couple of Russell's interests. I'm reading, uh, as a, a, gift, a Christmas gift from a lady, I'm reading a biography about James Beard, the uh, the guy oh, after, wow. after whom James Beard Awards were were named. It's by John Birdsall, who was formerly of Oakland. Uh, great book. I'm really liking it, and I know Russell likes to read biographies. Can you explain who James well Beard, as... Beard is
0: for our dumb shit listeners?
3: Yeah, so I'm just learning about who he was in his life, but um, he, is, <laughs> he is a person after whom uh, culinary awards are named. And I think he was a uh, food journalist. And Wait, now, was that
2: like a really dirty word Aaron just used? I, Come, I, what I was that I kind I did culinary. flinch when he said that. <laughs> oh,
3: culinary? Okay. Uh, oh, I don't forgetting. like
0: that anymore. We're going on the wrong track
3: there. <laughs> but yeah, I think he grew, he grew up near Portland, and then uh, it was a food. I think he was a chef at some point, and then a food Okay, journalist. well, we don't
0: need. This isn't the audiobook version of the book. I mean, we. And we,
3: what I. But my real big realization, and Russell, you probably have learned this through all of your biography reading, is that. I, so I keep most of my reading fiction, especially in 2020, because real life is too real for me, but I'm understanding now that biographers also have to be something like novelists and to make a biography interesting, they have to write it mm-hmm. as though they have to fill in the gray areas. And so I'm really enjoying, uh, discovering that learning that fact, uh, after 40 years of life. So, um, not, not the most brilliant, uh, insight, but it's a, it's a fun read. So I highly
4: recommend, uh, Matt rolling going. How's it going with you? Uh, good. It's December twenty seventh here in Minneapolis, and so <laughs> so it finally snowed on December twenty fourth. That's three days ago, and so we've uh, we've been out sledding every day. And I, well, I'm trying to figure out if if it was just me in the old days, or is, did you guys go to the sledding hill by yourself? I mean, as yes. a kid, like is it eight, nine, ten year old, or did your parents come with you? No, we went by ourselves. I know just what you're going to say, and I'll let you
0: say it halfway before I interrupt you.
4: Okay. Well, yeah, that's about par for the course. Thank you. I Uh, feel like I'm getting better. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, so I go. Don't let me stop you. Go ahead. They got my eight-year-old and I got a five-year-old. and I think we're fine there. But, like, you start seeing, I don't know, 10, 11, 12-year-olds and their parents are there. And it's like a social event now for the parents to like get all dressed up and bring their coffee and, and, and you know, maybe in COVID Pumpkin times. Spice lattes. You know, every, mm-hmm. everybody's outside and everything, so that's oh, that's kind of a, a bonus here just in, thinking about it. in Minnesota. But I don't know. It's just it, it seems like I mean this is a back in the day take that I wish our kids could go do more stuff on their own without having to be hovering over them all the time. I don't know. <laughs> that is, I, that
0: is the, none of us, if look at our faces, none of us mm-hmm. are shocked that you have that take. <laughs> Absolutely none.
4: Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, do am I Rosie? You've got a little bit younger. I mean, it, yeah, mine's three and a half. I mean, I, so yeah, I don't want to turn this into
3: a parenting podcast, but I did even today on the playground realize like, oh, I need to step back a little bit away. Like, you know, the, I, I, I've been the parent who's following the kid around across the little wobbly bridge on the, you know, play structure. And I realized today, like, well, you know, if he falls,
0: he's, he's okay. I better just step back a little bit. So yeah. yeah, And then as soon as you do that, the kid like gets seriously hurt. That's what happens every time. I'm like,
2: yeah, yeah, Aaron, aren't you the parent where your kid made like two trips to the emergency room under your yeah. care in like a week or something like that? So You're I do have that parent. hanging
3: over my head. Yeah. <laughs> Russell should feel bad.
2: I feel bad <laughs> I said that. I take that. Maybe you shouldn't be pushing the wobbly <laughs> the wobbly bridge while he's yeah. on top of it. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's the problem. <laughs> Russell yeah, is tough fucker. That. You're yelling. Yeah, man. It's a tough
3: it's a tough line to walk, right? We're always trying to walk that line. Uh
0: I, I tell you, I it snowed here in New York, like major snow. And so we have an inflatable tube, right? And we went to Central Park. We went to the big sledding hill in Central Park. I took the girls. And nobody else in New York knows how to sled. Nobody has any idea. People are walking up the hill down where you sled. People yeah. are looking down oh, the hill and getting just blasted from behind. Like people <laughs> in New York are fucking idiots when it came to sledding. And I said to my girls, like, these people are fucking idiots. Don't trust them. They're here like... They're like not wearing gloves. It's just wild to me what people in New York do for sledding. (laughs) So I brought a tube. And I was like, nobody here has a tube. They don't realize that this is the superior sledding object because it goes so fast. So I put my girls together on a tube. I put them together on a tube. They went down. And they went so much farther than the other kids that they immediately hit a metal fence and bounced over it. My youngest one got pretty seriously hurt. So here I am in Central Park with a crying child after I sent them down on a tube that I knew was too fast. So ironically, it turns out the shittiest parent of all was the parent inside. It was me.
2: (laughs) We used to, when we were kids, we used to go down a hill on the other side of the street. It was kind of a hill that went down. We would, we would create a jump at the bottom of it and you would go off the jump and kind of onto a, like a frozen pond. Yeah. But we turned this into like a full contact sport. Oh, of course. Where we would have races to the bottom where you were allowed to get off the, get off the sled and like tackle people off <laughs> oh, their yeah. sleds. And it was essentially like a wrestling match to the bottom of the, the ice.
0: Yeah, the concussion <laughs> special. That's what we would call
2: that. Like if, if Aaron showed up at a sledding thing and his son was involved, that, that would be put to an end immediately. Well, and that right? was the thing
0: is that there was one jump on this thing, and it was like a rock that went out, right? And literally parents were gathered at the bottom. And some kid bonked their head. And I bet 10 parents went down and were like, oh, no, oh, no. And, like, all the kids were like, move. And I was like, yes, the kids are right. <laughs> Get that kid. Move his ass. He's standing up. And they're making him like, okay, put your hands above your head. Do this to that. I'm like, he's in a snowsuit. He can't move very well anyway. Like, And the kid was the kid was like 11 and not that hurt. And I was like, just move on. And I, I do think it's, I'm not saying, like, oh, parents these days, you know. I'm not saying, like, oh, every kid should be yeah. smoking cigarettes, eating red meat but it's like, okay, they're sledding. They're going to get hurt.
4: There's a hundred percent chance they're going to get hurt. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think, you know, to, and to really you get young, the, the best thing somebody told me when my now eight year old was in the two, three stage was like, just don't react. Right. Like you're there. If, if he's bleeding, you know, you got to fix it. But like, as soon as you run up and react, Oh my God, yeah. are you okay? That's like the worst thing that could happen. Like you got to let him just kind of shake it off. And so, I don't know We're it's hard. It's hard. Cause they are your kids and, you, last you just hate you him so much. Her? Oh, no. So, oh, what sorry. was the big best?
3: Big, <laughs> That's That's not what you saying. What was
0: the best sled run that either of them had? What was the best or longest one that I've, either of them had? It was honestly that first one where it, one it one hit the fence. I've never been. So proud I was of my asking kids Matt Jesus, this is oh, still Matt's really good. because I told him I was like, if you're going to run into something, <laughs> get off. And the older one failed immediately, and the younger one just hit this fence. I was,
1: and I went down there, and you know what I told the
0: younger one? I said. I told you to get off the tube. Like, what is your problem? She's like, ah, oh, my head hurts, or like my fingers bending the wrong way. And I was like, I told you get off the tube. Why would you stay on? But I did film it in a jackass style video. I'll show it to you guys sometime. So I did get some play out of that. That was good.
2: Matt, uh, what was the best sled run did, your kids and went then on? Later on? That's a good question. You I have. your kids. Did you like walk into when they were sleeping and like throw a bunch of baking powder on their yeah. face like they used to do on that? Yeah, jackass and I set off show? a bunch of
4: fireworks and stuff like that. Yeah. It's a reverse Uncle Phil where I pick on kids. What is the best jackass skit that you guys remember? Number one, it's hands down, hands down for me.
0: Number one Go with a bullet for me is, and I watched it recently. It wasn't as funny, but to me. To me, there's two. the The funniest looking one is the one where they're roller skating in the truck, and the truck is driving around. And I use that when I teach Newton's third law. I use that as an example. I show that clip, and I'm like, "Yeah, it's Newton's third law." Then we move on. Out. I am not a good teacher. Okay, the kids did not do well on that test. Uh, but then my other favorite one is the rodeo with the uh, fire hose. And it's not. It doesn't. It's not visually funny, but the idea of it that somebody would come up with it. And they do my favorite jackass thing, which is that they wear the clothes that are appropriate. So they're like in a cowboy outfit,
4: you know, I, that's my favorite part. Is <laughs> but they're they like dress assless chaps, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's my favorite part is that they dress so perfectly. Like if you watch you remember that one, I think it was number two where they had them like, oh, there's a note on the door. And so then you got to go real close up to the door like this. Oh yes. So the big fist goes boom. Yes, so cool. I think about that all the time. <laughs>
3: <laughs> all the time. <laughs> you guys know your jackass. I'm impressed. I've we actually been really into this podcast.
2: kind of other, this other practical joke. It's like a YouTube video. It's these two guys over in England. I forgot their names. Oh, offhand. this is the other thing you subscribe to besides me and my wife. <laughs> <right>? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. I've now canceled my Facebook because the only updates they got were. UK practical jokes and Rob and yeah. Jenny's weightlifting. So I now terminated it. The
0: practical jokers made their kid fly off a sled and hit a fence. Oh wait, no, that was Rob.
2: So one of these practical <laughs> jokes that is just, I've died laughing watching this is the, these guys essentially do this prank where they're going to have one guy catch marshmallow. So they're going to throw a marshmallow up into the air and he's got to catch it with his teeth. Oh no. And so he does like five or six of them. He uh. can't get it. He can't get it. And he's going to give him a hundred bucks for everyone. He gets everyone. He catches. So he gives him like four or five. He finally catches one. And the guy's pumped. He's jumping around. He's like, yes, he takes the money. He's cocking off. And so they do the next one and he throws like an egg, like an uncooked egg. And he catches this egg in his mouth and just starts gagging and vomiting all over it. It is so funny.
0: I thought you were going to say he throws a golf ball and it like knocks out all of his teeth. No, 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 it's an egg. It's an egg. You know what? I watched, man, I watched all the um, jackass videos with my girls and they think it's the funniest thing. And there were a lot I had to fast forward, like the one where he starts peeing into a snow cone. I was like, we're not watching this. We do not. <laughs> or like where he puts a firecracker up his dick hole. I was like, okay, we can fast forward oh. this. I didn't
2: like when they <laughs> would do the physical stuff. Like, remember, didn't he? Didn't the one guy put a fish hook through his mouth and like yeah, swim no. behind a boat? Like, fast, I don't like that. Fast
0: forward, or the paper cut one, I still fast forwarded oh. that one. I was like, we're oh. not watching that. But I did show my girls the one where they stick their penis. But is, this oh. a, is this the podcast now? Should we just watch Jackass talk about it? <laughs> where they stick their penis with a snake costume on it or with a uh, mouse costume on it, into a, uh, a snake cage. And they oh, yeah. move it up and down until the snake bites into the penis. <laughs> you have never seen my daughter laugh so hard. And I'm so excited because they are now filming Jackass 4.
2: And I'm going to be there oh.
0: opening night in the theater with my kids watching it. Okay, so good parenting. That's,
4: That's the name some of this good podcast, good parenting right? advice from... Rob. Thank you very much. That's oh, all really I wanted It for that.
2: definitely very nice of Matt for him to use his rolling going to bring up uh, <laughs> people putting their penises into a rodent costume and putting them into a snake cage. Matt, I appreciate you bringing that up. Yeah, today. no problem. No problem. That that new mic's working out real well for you. Yeah,
0: thanks. Speaking of sticking their p***
2: into things, Russ, uh, rolling going, how's it going with
0: you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to edit all this out. So. Russ, I'm going an an to get an angry email from Russ. I'm going to get an angry email from Russ. Must delete. Uh, I'll save it though, Aaron. I'll I am red.
2: You. And I the reason I'm red right now is because I got a little sunburn this week, and It's December 27th, which means <laughs> when I went to, I decided I had to get out of Minneapolis. I was tired of being stuck in, having nowhere to go. So. I made the decision. My family had canceled all of our holiday events. So we weren't going to people's houses. We did a zoom holiday, but it's like, I need to get out of here. So I decided I'm going to go to Fort Lauderdale for a few days. Oh, just went my by God. myself. Yeah. All <laughs> so- of us with families are just like
0: immediately <laughs> depressed. <Son of> a- <laughs> oh, I wanted to leave. So I bought a plane ticket to Fort Lauderdale. Okay, and you know, what? I, don't really know my
2: child's bedroom. The, I don't know if it's the right thing to be doing traveling right now. I probably shouldn't be doing that, but I figure I'm coming home. I'm going to be home at my house by myself afterwards and whatnot. So I just decided to do it, but I, I thought. it this is your different of,
0: trip, right? Because you were trying to get a virus on this trip.
2: Yes. Like that was cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, and your original, uh, oh, no, I can't bring it up. Nope, can't um, cut it down. Uh, yes. But so I thought I would share some of my travel experiences with you and see what you guys think about some of these things. Let's hear it. So the first one, I noticed this at in the airport. More oh, air. The, in the Minneapolis the airport, airport. A sting. <laughs> and there was so you realize like most airports all have hand dryers. They don't have towels. They only have hand dryers. It's the worst. And I noticed this in a bathroom, in a restroom in in Fort Lauderdale, they only had the hand dryers, the air dryers. And maybe people like Aaron and his wife who wanted no use paper, don't use any products like the hand dryers. <laughs> I can't stand hand dryers <laughs> in public bathrooms. It was like what is worse than like having to stand in a bathroom for like 30, 40 seconds and your hands still aren't dry and you gotta like your
4: stuff all over everywhere. You've got Whoa. to like
2: wipe your hands on your jeans as you're walking out because you don't want people to think you pissed on yourself. <laughs> it, I just I hate public ha- air dryers for public bathrooms. What do you guys think?
0: Well, I will say I want to I want to bring it up again. Sometimes you do the reverse where you actually pee
4: yourself and then you have to go
0: wash
2: your hands <laughs> and wipe on your pants to make
4: it look like you didn't pee yourself. We will be talking about Miles Davis. Soon, so. I think I- <laughs> we'll be talking about that joke again.
3: I think they've shut down a lot of the hand dryers because they're actually not that sanitary.
4: They're, as, as Matt said, they're, they're not sanitary. I think they yeah. take up more energy. I think it takes more energy to have those things blowing everywhere than it does for the five or six inches of paper that you used or whatever.
0: Plus, That's I what? will say without air dryers, like in the um, I used to go to a gym here in New York that had air dryers in the locker room, there would be a less chance of a guy pointing the air dryer up and then drying his nuts on it in front of everybody <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because there was a 100 percent chance at this gym that i would see that when i went in
2: that is like the old dude at the gym move isn't it the, yeah, the old guy, the guy with the air dryer
0: have you ever seen those people when they skydive and you see their face and it's like flopping up and down because that's what i look like but bigger it was somehow the parachute it was the size of a parachute that air would hit it and it would just go woof. Guy took off he would hit the ceiling
2: so, so air dryers, I kind of experienced the, oh, right. the negatives Russell's of Travel air dryers, I forgot. I was but, but about this one book. of the things I was going to ask you guys. So I was down there and I'm not really typically like a, you know, hot place vacation. I would rather go see history. I'd rather go see a ball game or something like that. I'm really not one to just go sit on the beach, but it's like, I'm going to do this, but I'm not a pool guy either. I'm not built to go lay by the pool by a bunch of attractive looking people that are in super good shape, laying by the pool. I don't really want to lay out the sun because I'm going to get sunburnt way too bad. Like, so I went to the pool and I sat there and there's literally all these people sitting over in the sun. And I'm the one guy who's like sitting by myself over in the shade because I didn't want to be by other people. All or I didn't lose. want to get sunburnt, And I realized like, I'm, I'm a pool unicorn. I'm the guy who goes and takes the shaded chair in the pool, but there's so much like pool <laughs> etiquette. Like people are, are whenever they see like someone get up and leave a, a better spot, a better chair. People are like up running to take chairs. Mm. And I was just like overwhelmed by this. So what's your guys' pool style when you're, when you're at a resort or you're at a hotel? No holds barred, baby. Whatever I can do to get the best chairs, I want
0: it. But I will say this. I don't like a chair close to the pool. I like to back up, so I'm not going to get wet. And I also look around for people that I don't think are going to talk on their phone. That's my number one thing I look mm. for for where I'm going to go. I don't want to be next to some person you know, jabbering on their phone while I'm trying to sit there and ignore my kids. Like I need to be focused, <laughs> right? I, Cause I forgot to bring a book. So I have my phone and I can't see it in the sun. I don't have time to listen to people jab. So that's what I do by the pool.
3: The last time I was at a pool at a resort, we were in Maui. In March of 2020, right before everything shut sure down. you sure you didn't
2: skip the pool so you could record the podcast while your wife and kid went to the that pool? That was pre-podcast, in the pre-podcast <laughs> okay, all right. days. I was going to say, Aaron <laughs> did tell us
0: earlier that he did get a discount because he went right at the height of the pandemic. So very smart. But-, <laughs>
3: <laughs> but again, the nice thing about having a three-year-old was that we were at the pool by, you know, 8 a.m., especially on Hawaii time, so... We were there by 8 a.m. There's nobody around. It was great.
0: I know you're there earlier than 8. When I fly with my yes. kids when they were younger, I was up at like 4.30.
3: Yeah, 4.30 like, pretty much. Yeah, I, was I was out Hawaii, there and yeah. they were
0: like, yeah, they were setting up like an outdoor market. It was just me and this kid in a stroller. And I was like, this yep. is a nightmare.
3: That's how it works. Yeah. So that, that we lucked out. Then you're like, by the time he's ready to eat lunch at 10 a.m., that's when the pool's getting busy. So I missed all. I missed the whole pool culture last time I was there.
4: Matt, Not with you, Russell. I, I, I can't stand sitting around by a pool. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, I'm with you. I'd rather go walk and go see what's going on or go up and down the beach or I don't know. I mean, trying to relax by a pool, it's just with Rob's take, you know, somebody's on their phone. Mm -hmm. You got like four chicks next to you who are not very good looking and they're wearing the worst, not enough clothes clothing. They're all, they're, mm-hmm. they're all
2: good looking if you have enough for those 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 cocktail drinks that yeah, they give you with like, the little umbrella. It, it, you know, then yeah, then,
4: or if you're just trying to hang out with like you know some of your buddies or something, or your wife and some friends, and then somebody's always wedging their way in there to try. Hey, where are you guys from? It's like I don't want to fucking talk to oh, you, man. The like public pool talkers are the worst. Yeah, <laughs> get out of here. So so I try to do everything I can to not put myself in those situations. Russell and uh, you know Sarah and her friends can go hang out by the pool. I'll come. I'll just go gamble in Vegas or something instead. So, well,
2: yeah. you, you mentioned talking option? to people. You mentioned talking to people at the pool. Obviously, this is kind of you know we're at a different time right now. People don't really want strangers coming up and being right. close to them. But like, if you were a single guy, would you would you take a chance of talking to a woman at a pool, or are you immediately like flagged as the creep, if you will, if yes. you do that? Yes. Yes. The answer is yes. If it was
0: an opportunity to talk to a woman when I was single, the answer is always yes. Now in real life, <laughs> think, of course, I wouldn't. I would like cry. I think the it probably really no, depends. Creep, I think it depends. The, I yeah.
2: think if you're a super attractive guy, you can talk to someone at the pool. I don't think That's if what I, I, found. I think if if you're under like the forty-one percentile, I think you're a creep if you talk to someone at the pool. I, I, I don't 41. know. I think I don't think, I think
4: you could be I don't I don't you could be the best looking dude in the world if you're there by yourself Nice talking to trying to pick up people there's something it's like you know what's going on here either hey it's pandemic time i'm just taking time off Great, you know let's talk about it but like if you're the best looking dude in the world and you're just there like roaming around i don't know i think that puts up red flags i don't think i don't think it's it's a it's not a it's not a a given that you know like you can just go do that if you're a good looking dude i don't know that's just where, where, I
0: will where say a good be, looking dude in a hotel by himself at the pool is that is a red flag big time. Yeah.
2: yeah. Does it make it even weirder if they're there on Christmas? <laughs> I just realized that that's exactly the story you told right when I got done. The worst part about that is like that story was spot on except for I'm not a good looking dude. So really the story was like ugly dude at the oh yeah, We just need to move on. Yeah, I my I my joke was got like
0: three levels. I'm
2: going to have to take another vacation after this podcast
3: i mean i don't know yeah I'm, I'm not really like the person to answer this question but you know i think in that situation you have to really be prepared to talk about something interesting like you have to have a real good reason to talk to somebody like so you've got to like
1: Back you, did you
3: it can't better. Yeah. right you gotta have a, like a podcast to talk about you need to be able to talk about kid oh. a like you got to really bring some game like you can't just say oh hey what are you
0: drinking a drink with a
3: Umbrella right there, like
0: that's not gonna work, you know. In in, In five seconds, Aaron, I'm a woman at the pool, and you're trying to pick up on me. Five, four, three, two, one.
3: Hey, what are you drinking
4: and drinking? Hey, that's that's the what did you just
1: woke up? How you drink like you just said that was the worst one. <laughs> but like, Russell,
2: Aaron, my eyes were are you, up here. Okay, were you the one walking?
4: <laughs> Jesus were you like Christ. walking from group to group, or were you like hanging out in the hot tub? And so I people didn't would go come talk up to you. To anyone? I yeah. didn't go
2: talk to anyone. I went and sat in the shade with yeah, not was, within fifty feet of anyone, and I listened yeah. to Kid A in my he headphones. I didn't that's the head. thing. I, mean, Ooh, I think. I think you got to like if you're
4: in the pool or you're in the hot tub. I mean, people are coming there. You know, then hey, then you could talk about it. But like, if you're going. You're moving. Oh, oh they're not going to no, go. No, go that, was yeah. no, no dude, that was
0: not me. No, that's absolutely not. That was not me. And you're bringing your chair with you. Russell's going to keep it chill. Lay back in the Rob's chat. Rob's
2: going to edit all this out to make me look like the creep, though. This is terrible. What?
0: I would never do that. I need to do it. <laughs> people think I'm the creep.
2: Rob, rolling, going. How's it going with you? Have we got to you yet? I'll tell you what,
0: I got a VR headset for uh, the holidays and it rocks. It is better than real life. My wife keeps wanting me to do real things and it's sucks. Wait, when did you Time... get this for
2: your birthday? <laughs> no,
0: for the holidays. You got this. You said you didn't get yeah. enough
2: gifts. What the fuck are you talking about? Oh, no, you that...
0: just said you didn't get any gifts. No, from Jenny. That was from my parents.
2: Yeah, 40 <laughs> years old, that. baby, getting presents for my parents.
0: <laughs> like she would buy me a VR headset. Give me a break.
4: Okay, so I, I got I to gotta ask Rob. Like I think of Rob, and I think of a VR headset. I have no goes, idea what you're going to say next, right? Instantly, <laughs> to, what, what was the first thing you downloaded?
3: <laughs> is your mom listening, Rob? <laughs> Second. Yeah, is Bernie? <laughs> Second thing I him. did. Yeah.
0: I, it was wild. Big nobody, Bopper, Chantilly Lace. Nobody can see R. what you're looking at in the VR headphones. Right. So I'm like, with my family, they're like, opening TV up gifts, <laughs> and I'm like, V- R P O R search. (laughs) Uh,
4: That's pretty good. uh, What what are you doing? What's dad doing over there in the corner? (laughs) Off his VR
2: screen, I'm like turning knobs with my hands. That's the joke. It's a big radio. This old transistor TV is amazing. Uh, I gotta get this channel on K Rob. I gotta turn the knob and get it to K-rob. turns out people
0: around you though can hear the sound. I didn't think of that. There were speakers.
2: So no
0: act. So Okay, I, I did not think you guys were gonna bring that up. I thought I would get at least two sentences in before somebody brought that up, to be honest.
4: But Why I will would say you this.
3: Think that?
4: I, I'm this the main host of this show. You should know that. This we're gonna be the bring main host, right? Yeah.
0: So I did want to say I did watch the Vikings game in it and then like I was sitting in like outer space and then on a big screen, the Vikings were playing. So I watched that. That was super what? depressing. Not good. <laughs> um, And then and then but the coolest thing was there's some really cool games and there's some fun stuff on there and, you know, whatever it's, it's I, I, the games are not like regular video game level games. Like if you bought it on a switch or whatever, you'd be really pissed. But to be able Do to look around there's some really, really cool I, – and I, if you guys want, I do stream to Facebook now because you can just push a button and play your video game on Facebook. So I do that all the time. <laughs> and I have a game where I just try to shoot guys in the nuts all the whole time. And I'm always going, oh, here's a
1: shot to the nuts. <laughs> so I am making
0: content without you guys, just to let you know. So if, if getting shot in the nuts <laughs> takes off, I will be seeing you guys later. I do need a to play VR. But uh, on, a new main on Sunday, Kid Cudi actually did a VR concert for Oculus um, – rift owners or i have an oculus quest too but for the oculus owners and basically what it was is you walked into the stadium and you're sitting next to like 20 other avatars that were moving and dancing and you could listen to them if you wanted or and and then kid cuddy was doing a concert in the front and he was kind of he, he wasn't on a screen you could see him move around but i wouldn't say he was 3d and i gotta say the camera they used was not the highest resolution but he was on the moon promoting his man on the moon three album. First world problems here. And the, the, there were like the
2: lasers going resolution off on like VR wasn't the, good the, enough,
0: but you could look around and see all these people. So basically, and you could see, move your arms with the controllers. So I was standing in my bedroom at about 10 o'clock at night, watching a kid Cuddy concert and dancing like this arms up arm. I was doing like, and it was so fun. I think your wife, I think your wife put it on Instagram, if anybody wants to. Oh, no. But it was really cool because it's everything I like about concerts, right? Which is like showing other people my dance moves, listening to music, and then kind of like seeing other people dance. But I could cut out all the bad stuff about concerts. Like a guy next to me started singing. So guess what I did? I muted his ass. I went, boop, mute him. He doesn't know. Couldn't hear him. It was awesome. Like, and it was just, it was just great. Like I, I didn't have to drive anywhere to go to the concert. I love it. Now there's also we'll a never ping have to leave your apartment ever. There's yeah. also a ping pong table game. And I did try to lean on the ping pong table and fell. So that's part of the story, too. but we're not going to go into that. <laughs> as much. So did you
2: have to, did you have to unplug it really quick when you were at the concert and you, Jenny caught you like staring at a woman in the different section or anything, or what'd you do?
0: No, they can't tell what I'm looking at. Oh, She was like, why are you turning that big radio? You love that big radio game. You think it's so fun. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Rob, are you playing that K-Rob game again? Oh, Rob, you're... Well, the kids are at home. Opening that cash who know, register. Who knows if there's other the people in other, in other units did, in your building that are playing K-Rob game at the same time. Now,
0: you guys don't seem to get any of my texts because you don't ever respond to them, but I did text you a photo of me with the headset on, if you want to refer to that, how cool I look. <laughs> <laughs> there is no way to look cool wearing a VR headset. You look like a huge dork. <laughs> Not like I normally look where I'm the cool guy by the pool. All right. Let's talk about. We ready to talk of about dorks, K, let's Kid and talk Play. About yes. yes.
2: I'll, I'll give you guys each 20 bucks if we can do Kid and Play instead of this <laughs> album right now. Terrible.
0: All right. Let's talk about Kid A, Russell, not Kid and Play. Okay. And Shit. please don't make puns anymore like that. That's my area of the podcast. Mm-hmm. So let me go. I don't like that when you go, mm, that makes me think you're really bad. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's talk about uh, this was in 1997. Okay, let's go back in the Wayback Machine.
2: Oh, you're just going like straight dick diction- You're going straight encyclopedia well, tonight, aren't you? Well, here's the thing
0: is that t- I, I think the best way to think about this album is that you have to think about what they're doing beforehand, which was OK Computer. 1997, huge hit for them. Put them on the map. Every, they were one of the biggest rock bands at the time, period. And I actually did my due diligence. I listened to OK Computer today. And I got to say, it is. It's you can hear what you're hearing on Kid A. Uh, which is a lot of synth and computer sounds. But you can definitely hear, like, it's guitars and it's rock and it's all this stuff. But Tom York was just totally stressed from that tour. He hated it. It was a terrible point in his life. And and on top of that, he had writer's block. Couldn't think of anything to write. So he decided that they were going to totally diverge from what they're doing. They're going to make an album that focused less on melodies and more on rhythms, which is interesting when you listen to it where they were like, we don't give a shit what the singer's saying. Like, we just want to create kind of a feel with it. Uh, ooh, and, ooh, ooh. and a lot of what he did is that he, you know, he would take the lyrics and cut them up and then just put them in randomly, you know? And, and at the time on their website, they had how to make a dada as poem. Do you guys know what Dada art is?
2: That's Oops. how I do all my first dates where I just say random thoughts without stringing any of them together in any sort of coherent I, matter. It's I worked really well for me.
0: I thought you were going to say that you make them call you Dada. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Makes them call could, him daddy. Uh, it might make more
0: sense. <laughs> do you ever start a date like that? Like hey, you can call me daddy. It, just once, can you try that and record it audio and then we'll play it on the podcast, please. I asked for texting solos. now just once yeah. messaging now. Okay. I got a message from Russ edit podcast. No, no. <laughs> um, but so data art. And I, when I taught middle school English class, I used to bring this up all the time. It's the idea of like, where the guy just put a urinal in a museum and he said, this is, it was Duchamp. And he just said, this is art. And everybody's like, well, that's not art. And he's like, it's a, in the museum. It's art. So it's the idea of like not making something showing that like how fake everything is. And that's kind of what they're mm-hmm. doing this album of just saying like, Hey, this is music, but it's not what you think of. He, he referred to the rock music at the time as a refrigerator buzz. And he didn't want to be part of just that bland white noise. So they came out with this. He, he was listening to a lot of electronic music. They came out with this album kid a, um, and basically it debuted at number one in the U S it's their only, it's their first, uh, number one album in the U S but at the end of the day, it only sold a third as many albums. Now, part of that is that it was leaked on Napster two weeks ahead of time. But part of that too is that when this came out, half the the Radiohead fans hated it, and they won't admit it now. It's kind of like a Dylan going electric. They all say they love it now.
4: But I, it, it, you know, and if I was a Radiohead aficionado at this time, I would have been completely pissed off at this because you go from their earlier stuff, you got the Carmel Police, and you've got the High and Dry, and all this, and all of a sudden you go to this i would have been at like what in the hell is this like when you hear it first blush you know like we've got the the uh we've got the ability to listen to this 20 years after it's come out and kind of hear the everything else that's come behind it which yeah. i personally like this album but i would have i would have totally been in that Radiohead camp of what in the hell did they do what are they trying to do here with this if uh if i would have been a big fan back then
3: because the thing about this album is that it's it seems influential to us now looking back but yeah. I did my due diligence today these. too, Rob. And this album was of its time. It was a lot like other things. So when you, I, I did my due diligence today and listened to Apex twin, I tried listening listen to Oteker last oh, night. No, that December one's a little too mathematical for me, but this album sounds like other things that were happening at the time. So it, it took a lot of those sounds into to a different audience and uh, including the human voice was a big change from what was going on in electronic music. But
0: this wasn't, you know, completely out of the blue. Nothing's ever been like it before. Aaron, shut up for a second. Here's the thing. Yeah. Is that was, that was extra. I shouldn't have done that. Uh, here's the thing <laughs> is that, I, I, so you guys are saying this is an influential album. Why don't I hear albums like this then? I mean, are we talking that this was influential? Because as it's in, not a,
4: it's not a radio album. You well, don't you hear could this. You find albums like this if you
0: want.
4: Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it, you know, every, every time this has happened in the past, Rolling Stones uh, brought, you know, blues to America and all this stuff, you know, it's been on the radio and, you know, Bruce Springsteen's bringing out that long rock, you know, it's all been on the radio. This is not a radio album, right? You don't hear this. There's not a station that plays these songs. And so that's why I think it kind of flies under the radar a little bit is it's not radio hits that come out of here.
0: I I think a great way to sum up this album is to listen to how people describe it. Electronica, experimental rock, post-rock, alternative rock, post-prog, ambient, electronic rock and art rock mm-hmm. yeah now i do love they might be giants and and there are some things in this that sound like they might be giants where it's kind of i consider that kind of an art rock nerd rock type stuff but i did hear a ton of like just soundscape ambient
4: ambient ambient noise oh it's great i mean for me it was if you listen to it, headphones you got you can we can start getting into the tracks to russell's point you know but if we want to if you have headphones on you're listening to this it's way different than just listening to it off your phone or, or some sort of speaker. And I was walking around yep. doing some post-holiday trying to find my uh, my blow-ups at Menards and, and uh, Home Depot, which they were sold out of, so it was a complete waste. <laughs> so, but you know, listening to <laughs> with headphones, it was Man, great. Was so I was mad just there. at peace. I was just at peace. So, well, let's get into the album. All right, let's talk about it. So, we start off with probably the biggest, most popular song on the album, "Everything in Its Right Place." And this is this has been on a number of movies, a number of T V shows. It was recently on the HBO had a uh, about this, this cult and it was going through the whole cult, how they started and this was it was just it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal background. Didn't you think that Keith Ranieri had a lot of good ideas though?
0: I thought so. <laughs> this, I was like I'll is this 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 the call. other one. This oh, is the first, other call
4: one. The, oh shoot. Those
3: first chords let you know exactly too what the album's gonna be about. Like, yeah. oh this is different. Like you hear it right away and it's different. I also thought it's cool how they're using Tom's voice here. It actually reminds me of Prince's voice on When Doves Cry. So it shows you also that this has been done. You're taking the human voice. You're running it through some other uh, process. And then it comes out something different. You use it as texture.
2: I know this is the sucking on a lemon song. So in 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 cheers of that, tonight I'm drinking <laughs> truly original lemonade seltzer. Yes. Why do I
0: feel like you just had some lemonade seltzers lying around and you're using, you're just like.
2: Uh. <laughs> I'm not wasting
0: anything good on this album. Did Brian Setzer work on this album at all? I could bring that in. No? Setzer seltzer. All right. So uh, he did write this song originally on piano, but nobody liked it until he transferred it to the synths. And this was the song because all of his bandmates were really nervous about making this album because it was so different. There's no real like the guitar player's like I'm not I didn't contribute a bunch to a bunch of these songs like that was really hard for me as being a band but they said when they finished this song they said this is the album and it's going to be great like they they knew instantly and in fact they said if we weren't able to put out an album we were just going to break up because he didn't want to make that same old crap anymore and they ended up making so many songs that they used they were going to make a double album and then they put all their songs onto the next album next up okay and Aaron don't do it don't <laughs> laugh at this not
2: doing this it this is the
0: this is the titu- titular track. Kid a.
3: <laughs> This one might be my favorite. I, I, but I'm, I'm a sucker
2: for like that sort of glockenspiel and esque sound. I don't know what instrument that yeah. is. And then I, I think it's just because Aaron's got head on sticks and not the <laughs> quiz, But that's that's why I thought it was. And part. here, if
4: we, have, I, I know, listen. If you, if you could try to listen to the background. There's a really low bass in there and I don't know if we can hear it, you know, through Zoom or whatever, but you know, when you've got headphones on, you really hear it in this one, and that's that kind of that melancholy low beat that just kind of puts you in a nice calm mood, I think. But I'm with I I I really like the song as well. This was another album, by the way, when you tried to find out what it was about,
0: Tom York is just giving you the bullshit over and over. There's like three different sources with different stuff. Does it have to be about something? Well, and that's the point, is that this Kid A yeah. is actually named after a file that came with his synthesizer. And so he's like, I'm just going to call it is Kid it A. from Canada? Because, oh my God, that's a good joke. I should write that down and edit it in earlier. Um, <laughs> done. we Will
3: do. Okay. I mean, Matt came a up zero, with that joke, like, not me. There's a 100% chance that Kid Cudi has spent entire nights whacked out on whatever drugs Kid Cudi does listening to this album, right? I mean, Rob, for you yeah. to say I don't hear music like this, it's like, no, this is super influential. Like everyone who's okay. a musician now to be Spent fair i heard this yourself. music
0: standing in my underwear in my bedroom at 10 o'clock last night like, with my hands up in the
4: air like this going
0: yeah yeah you would you would love
4: rob dub this in over this but there's a there's a guy out of philly i think called Suburban. you know suburban he's a like kind of this he's Are like you thinking 18. of keith urban nope suburban oh, okay. and he's kind of got it he, he absolutely pulled his uh latest song off of this this uh track right here so i don't know it's it's crazy and let's it's listen crazy. to it now
0: why are see? we pausing? There's awesome. no reason to pause. I'm going to edit it's it awesome. in, guys. We didn't need to pause. Amateurs. <laughs> <We'll Yeah. talk laughs>
2: yeah, I, I can hear the similarities. Hey, though. you know what?
0: Oh, say. We should also stand you see? up for this one. Yeah, this is the national anthem. Uh... All rise. No, that's a chord. Not the national anthem, here. This, no. this All rise. What the hell are, are you
4: talking favorite. about? That... That bass guitar in the background there, yeah, it goes through, Oh, so phenomenal! this was a bass line he wrote when he was 16,
0: and he uh, they set up this song inspired by the jazz musician Charles Mingus. A little hi hat in there. Oh, I thought you were telling me to
1: turn. What do you out. guys
2: think? Oh, what do you guys think of like the point on some of these songs? Like the end of this is just these horns blaring back and forth, like. There's There's, no I don't know what they're trying to do musically, but it literally sounds like a terrible fifth grade <laughs> band. You guys enjoy that part of these songs or not? Yep. I'm
3: going to tell hard. you. I mean,
5: it's
3: it, it's interesting to ask about if I enjoyed it or not. It this this whole album, and we've talked about this album a few times. It piques my curiosity enough curiosity enough to know that I I don't know if I'm enjoying it or not, but it sparks my interest and I think about it and um, yeah, and then knowing that they were interested in Mingus. I get it. I just Lee think he just yeah. does this. Do connect, I think it's interesting too? And
4: yeah, yeah. Do I think it's interesting more than do I like it? I, you know, I think it's an interesting mm-hmm. track, and I and I enjoyed listening. Will I go back to Russell? Admittedly, probably not very many times. Right. This song but, was the first dance at my wedding. Yeah. <laughs> well, Russell wasn't there yet because he was still picking up the uh, <laughs> yeah, statues. he was <laughs> doing still the the picking up statues. <laughs> That's
2: probably good that it was. He wasn't there yet. He would have
4: left right then. <laughs>
2: One thing I noticed on this album was kind of they were kind of messing with the voices and I was reading about it. And so they're using this thing called a ring modulator, which I believe, Aaron, was also included on the early Moog synthesizers. Yes. But so I started wondering, what are some other famous songs that have used the ring modulator? So I came up with a list for you guys. Oh, man, this
0: is going to be fun. Are you guys talking about Moog rings that change color when you're Moog? (laughs) 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 Moog? By the way, my daughter we'll get into it but my daughter <laughs> did get a mood ring for the holidays this year and she is just bummed about it she's like i'm sad
2: is it all always <laughs> yeah she's always blue she's like i'm sad i'm like
0: no sweetie the ring is wrong you are not just sad she's like i feel fine but i must be sad i was like no don't do this <laughs> <laughs>
2: Tom York is right consumerism culture is killing us all can't you get like a fake one where it only has the good colors I, for that's him? a great idea russell
0: i'm gonna delete this part but that's a great good business mood rings idea.
2: good mood rings okay better, better good mood rings they also, they also distort your voice when you sing into it.
0: Okay, go ahead. Not All funny right. All right I the said. first
2: song on the list. So sometimes these, I don't really know if I'm factually correct on all this stuff. Well, I'm just reading Mike, what I, what Mike I could find. And, but Mike, Mike <laughs> will tell me, but it, it seems like people use these ring modulators differently. Like kid on kid a, they're using it on some of the lyrics. They use it with some of the guitar, but so I'm going to give you guys a, few now, wait, a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So the first what is one, a
0: ring modulator? Can you explain
2: this to me? Because what I'm picturing is too dirty the, to
0: even say. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, this also makes things sound wobbly, so it could be somewhat similar. I guess it I guess. can
3: constrict things, so it's more interesting. <laughs> constrict things? Oh,
2: my yeah. God. My understanding is it kind of takes two separate inputs oh. and then creates a different sound, and it can make it something sound more wobbly or make it oh, sound no, more. Oh, no, my metallic. VR
0: headset heard you and it searched it. Well,
2: better put it that on. See you guys later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, so the things, it song is, things back is, for a while oh. <laughs> yeah. so the first song is Billy Cobham it's called Red Baron and this is they're using one of these ring modulators on a keyboard so I think it starts kind of changing here in a second what year is this so it's from? like screwing with the sound of the keyboard yeah this is cr- I mean, this, this sounds like something you would hear on Kid a.
0: Ooh, I like this oh, this is fun this is named after my third favorite kind of pizza: Cobb Ham, Red Baron.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the song, I think. What are your top two? What are your top? I love Cobb Ham pizza. Jacks. I love uh, Tony's.
0: Said nobody ever. Two dollar
2: Jacks pizza. Tony's. Totinos, Tostitos. And is that I like one, the Bigfoot
0: not? from Little Caesars.
3: Man, there used to be one called. <laughs> I'm not going to do this. Let's keep going with the list.
0: <laughs> Wait, right. Aaron wrote us on a is- sign double meat. Oh, Aaron. <laughs>
2: My VR headset heard that. I'm still trying to play better. Next up is... Alright, here might be the most that famous use of New the York ring York. modulator when it comes to vocals. <laughs> it's 20 the years, beginning Rob. of Iron Man by yes. Black Sabbath. You guys will all know this part.
0: Hmm. I, don't, I haven't heard about any Iron Man yet.
2: No, <laughs> I suppose we could have There we go. This has got to be the most famous use so of it, did. right?
3: I played this one for my son not that long ago, and it blew his
0: mind. He loved it. Oh, you're a terrible father. Yeah, was he, he terrified, nightmares. or
2: did he like you're it a or what he <laughs> He doesn't even care about those werewolves yeah. anymore than hiding the hiding the grass. About Iron Man. I he was like, grass hear an Iron Plans? Man. Song? He was like, yeah. <laughs> so the really interesting thing is That's the fucking rocks. Uh, Black Sabbath also really used this on the song Paranoid, and the guitar player at the time hated that they used this ring modulator on the guitar solo on Paranoid which actually became one of their most famous kind of sounds and one of their most famous songs and at the time he hated it and over time he's just become used to the fact that well they kind of mess with my sound with this ring modulator but check this one out this is the solo in Paranoid. Oh
1: I never understood that that makes sense. So that's one
0: solo I always thought that was like multiple guitars. It's on my headphones, I hear about. it the on The story of sides.
3: music is the story of technology. There's all these sounds that you're always like, wow, how did a guitar do that? Oh, it turns out they used some enhancements. Russell, this is amazing.
2: And so my favorite of all time was music that is associated with a TV show. And we'll see if you guys recognize this. It's the end credits to the TV show, South Park. You'll recognize the song, but they use a ring modulator for part of this. And this was Les Claypool from Primus that oh, wrote yeah. these songs for South Park. Oh, man, yeah.
3: yeah, that's cool. That's yeah, cool, you huh? can hear the sort of varying degrees of
0: modulation you can go through, right? Like some of these were a little bit less, and then this one's kind of extreme. I wonder if I can find a free ring modulation plug online and do it to my voice. I'm- so stay Magic stay Mike tuned, 69, next
2: I'm sure it's going to... i am sure Magic Mike 69 is going to bring the pain on everything I got wrong with that, but there's the history of ring modulators and where it's cool I at, I in modern listening. music. This is good shit. Dang Russell, that's so good I
0: like, am Iron Man And then I come out and iron your shirt <laughs> <laughs> Now, is it cool If you're playing golf with people Every time you hit a short shot You go, I am Iron Man And then when you <laughs> tee off You, you go, before. I am Driver Man And they're like, that doesn't even make sense Because you do that first on the first hole And they're like, I am Driver Man But then they get the joke later when you say, I am Iron Man
2: the worst part about golfing with Rob is when he never hits it past the women's tees. And then he's always playing with his pants down for the rest of the hole. Oopsies. It gets really annoying after like six holes.
4: Rob, you can pull your pants up.
2: And especially no, when he's no, doing with no. his right. VR goggles. The That's first the worst. time is enough, Rob. It's good.
0: I'm the only guy you see kicking the ball
2: backwards. Oh, wow. That
0: one went past the tees. Rob's- oh, let me go. Look.
2: Kick, kick, Rob. Rob standing in his living room with no pants on swinging a fake golf club while he's wearing his <laughs> VR goggles that he got from his parents. Well, the Christmas. Kid cutting
0: concert hadn't started yet. That's why I was doing that.
2: <laughs> okay. I'll always wear pants with my VR goggles. Just kidding. Think about what we talked about. Rob's parents. And then when Rob's parents find out what he's doing with those VR goggles, he wants to disappear. Completely. I'm going to edit this out, but I will say
0: this. Trying to <laughs> standing up is a young man's game. I'm going to say that right now. <laughs> It is not easy to do. Burning. and with the VR goggles, Hi, and with the VR goggles, you can't lie down and look down because the horizon is still where the horizon is. Wait, wait. so you can't like you see it on a screen ahead of you. Well, no, if you're like jerking why, why you, it, lying down. you know down. where it is?
3: Why do you need to look down? Like because it's
0: VR, you can look around and see everything. So if you just lie on your back and look up at the ceiling, you're literally seeing the ceiling in the porn scene. <laughs> is that what you're into, Aaron? Oh, you sick freak! Don't make me keep this in. I can't. Don't make any good jokes. I cannot keep this part in.
2: So, so, you, you gotta, gotta like, oh God, lie. the popcorn on the top of that ceiling is like, so You're lying on your back, and then you're trying to
0: see his like your toes. Like, that's what you have to do. It's almost now you're speaking Rosie's language. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> toes. stop. Can't it. You just prop up on some pillows or something? There's gotta be I'm, like, there's ways. Like, maybe I am not keeping this lounge? in. Don't make me keep this in. Don't say funny stuff and don't reference it later. <laughs> Seriously, I'm not talking about <laughs> it with my VR. <laughs>
3: Just in case your mom's listening, you can play the next song anytime, Rob. You're the, you're the yeah. captain of the ship. <laughs> I
0: know. You're the master host or whatever you say. So. <laughs> okay. Master host. host. You're trying to make me talk about VR again. I'm not going to do it. I'm not falling into that trap. All right. Let's talk about how to this. Um, so in the last, after the last podcast, Russ was like, I really like it when you make puns of the album track names. And I'm really trying to do it, but it really is slowing me down guys. So, but I'm going to try here. Okay. How to disappear? How to disappear? How to? Di- okay, I got this. When I only like apples, it's how to disappear. Nailed it. <laughs> That's not oh, you're so soft, squishy. Eating you is no problem, <laughs> That's the bear. first joke
2: I've ever heard.
0: Why do you I can't breathe wait for so my easily? First
2: edit on this week's podcast to be Rob. I do not like when you make puns during the song title big tracks. One thing I'll say is I really did not enjoy this album at all. Tom York said this is the most beautiful song they ever did. And I have to agree. I bel- I completely agree. This song is beautiful. It's kind of like haunting. And I r- I really enjoyed this one. This was my favorite, favorite song. I like
3: album. all of the songs that don't have guitar on this album. It's weird. I, Radiohead is such a guitar band in my mind. But but I think the guitar-based songs in this album are the weakest parts. And this one, yeah, I love it. And there's probably a guitar in there somewhere. And Music Mike's going to nail me on it. But you know what I'm trying to say. Like, the driving guitar
0: is absent. He's going to not be listening to this after what we said about him in the Kanye episode. So we need to stop referencing <laughs> him. Oh,
2: he'll be back. He'll be back. Oh, that's sick. He'll freak. come crawling back.
0: He likes it when we make fun of him. You sicko. Oh.
2: He'll, he'll probably be listening to it while he's walking around with his headphones on, talking with people. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, right. What's your guys'
0: favorite Christmas song? Okay, now I made fun of him for something I actually <laughs> liked. So here's the deal.
2: Wait, I I feel like you just stole my Bumble opener, Rob.
0: Did you get that from my Bumble account too or not? This is not good. Russell, do you have a little special request on Bumble? It's Roberta. Yes, Rob. Let's fuck. All right. So uh, I will say my wife must love this song because I've noticed in my Google history searches how to disappear completely. It's just typed in over and over. Only (laughs) when she's home. So I didn't know she was such a big fan.
4: I I was going to ask her, but I was in VR all day. No time to ask. (laughs) busy uh looking straight down but
5: no by the way i'm gonna say this
0: getting caught (laughs) off is embarrassing getting caught off with vr goggles on humiliated and it's actually even worse because when you turn off the goggles what they do is they show you a camera of what you're looking at it's bad (laughs) it's really bad okay so uh that that the refrain of that song Where he, he, he repeats to himself. I'm not here. This isn't happening is from his okay computer tour. He was so stressed out that he called Michael Stipe. So, you know, you're in big trouble when you're calling Michael Stipe to be like (laughs) mentally like level. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes, he goes, well, can you see me? He goes, no, I'm over here. He goes, is that you in the middle of the room? And you know what Michael Stipe said?
4: That's me in the corner. No, he actually said, Yeah, that is me in another room.
0: <laughs> but uh, Michael Stipe said to him, Just say to yourself, just close the blinds and say to yourself over and over, I'm not here. This isn't happening. So I was thinking that's good advice, right? Like, that sounds like it's the most advice. Midwestern yeah. Minnesota advice of like, don't worry about it. It's not happening. <laughs> Shove it down. It'll go away. It's not going to affect you later. Stuff okay? it
4: down there and yeah. never bring it up ever again. Yeah, it's
0: like a Freudian slip, right? It's when you say something and you mean your mom. I mean, <laughs> You mean no. <laughs> Wait, that's not the joke. I'm going to say the Rob, joke again. It's when you say one thing and you mean your mother. I mean, that's the joke. Okay, worth it.
2: Nailed Rob, it. Rob, when you get caught oh. with the VR goggles on, is the creepy noise that you're making, is that like the same sound that this song Tree Ringers is playing for the whole time? Is that a similar creepy type oh, sound I guess who's getting edited out because I already
0: have a pun about Tree Fingers. I thought about it on my walk today. Did you guys hear about the guy who worked in the sawmill and had an accident? Yeah, his name now is no. Three Three Fingers. He's Irish. <laughs> Part of the joke I forgot to say. <laughs> three Fingers. I think that's Norwegian. Boy, I'm Petio Tree like... Fingers. That's there it is. Ooh. Nailed it.
2: I, so I I, I recognize this song. This sounds like the creepy beginning to a U2 song, but it's the whole yeah, the whole it's track. Like, track. Yeah. No lyrics,
0: <laughs> just filler. It sounds like a big church organ. I love it. Colin Greenwood of the band has come out and said that this song shows his desire to make an album that's not too long or too boring. Not sure how that song is not too boring. <laughs> Did he get one this of them right? nice and short. I will say that I do. It's like a quick that. one, yeah. Ten it songs, goes by fast. No problem. Russell, still give me the speeded up sign. All right. Uh, this is a song uh, when I go get my eyes checked. Optimistic. I'm not doing this anymore, Russell. This is torture for me. Okay. Please. <laughs> You're right.
2: You're right. I'm not allowed to make suggestions anymore. This is not going well. The way but it is planned. if
0: I go see a witch about my eyes. It's an optimistic. Ooh, I kind of like that is. one. I'm back, baby. That's I'm back.
2: I never <laughs> left. At least Rob's not swearing this Fuck time. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, this is the one that's like to me a little bit more like what you imagine Radiohead to be, and I don't like it as yeah. much as the other stuff on the album.
0: Well, that's probably because Aaron. It's about your favorite thing, consumerism. Yeah, You're talking about a big fish are eating the little ones. He's talking about businesses getting bigger, but in the end, he's saying a phrase that his partner said to him, which is,
2: "Try the best you can. The best you can is good enough."
0: That's not Speaking true for any fish, of you, by the
2: way. I went, I went and took Rob's advice, and I went and bought a fillet fish from McDonald's because I'd never now, wait, had is one this in my life before. Cheese
3: for? or no cheese?
2: No. Okay, I I I've never had one. one. I
0: want to be clear about that. I, haven't did I say I've had one because i a never. Lot. That was like the D'Angelo poster. a Oh.
2: Well, you knew there was cheese on it. I figured you had to have had it. if well, you knew when there I'm was in a McDonald's, I'm always
0: looking around.
2: <laughs> <laughs> in case anybody drops a fry, I'm a real fry spy. So in this case, I was the big fish and I ate, I ate about half of the little fish. And I, I don't get it. I don't understand why. Put the McRib on all season long or <laughs> whatever. Get rid of that
1: Filet-O-Fish. Well, the filet of
0: fish is for Catholics. I mean, I was listening to that episode we were editing. And I was like, well, that's why they have it, right? It's, yeah. So like you eat it on right. Fridays. On Fridays, right. Yeah. You want to apologize to the Catholics, Russell?
3: Republicans buy sneakers,
0: too. Oh, that's a different (laughs) um, different thing.
2: I feel like John Lennon got in trouble for making a joke (laughs) like this one. So I'm not going to even comment. It turns out we're
0: bigger than John Lennon and Jesus.
2: All right. So we have. (laughs) Rob, Rob, you're going to be in limbo forever for making a joke like that. I can't believe you made that joke. You're going to be in limbo for way too long from a higher power.
0: (sighs) This is what happens to a flail fish when Rush Limbo eats it. It's in limbo. Russell, please, you've torture me with this. I cannot come up with a good one every time. But I was gonna say this is Russell down in Florida in limbo. I like this one. I thought this was like hypnotic.
3: Yeah, I guess this one yeah, this one's got guitars and I do I do enjoy this one. So maybe I'm wrong about my previous take. one of the things that I thought about a lot listening to this album was, as I said, I tried to listen to other electronic music of the time. I guess they call it IDM intelligent dance music.
1: I I don't know. Wait, say that again.
3: EDM. IDM. There's, there's something called IDM. I, I looked at pitchforks list of the 50 greatest IDM records of all time. I tried to listen to parts of all of them and none of them have human voice in them. And then it made me think about public enemy. It reminded me of the way Public Enemy used Flavor Flav, but also snippets of other voices as music and as texture. And so I think that's kind of what Radiohead's doing here. And I don't know if they were listening to Public Enemy, but somehow to me, those two things are linked and it might just be recency bias. But I like how they're using the human voice as an instrument. And this one is is a big example of that.
0: You know, you talking about IBM makes me think about my nuts. Big, <laughs> big blue. IDM. As in oh, IDM. Okay. <laughs> Well, that joke is worthless. <laughs> By the way, I had an IBS joke lo- locked and loaded, too.
4: But... Oh. <laughs> well, you might as well let us know. Save it for the end, Rob. IBS, you it. say, Rob, huh?
0: <laughs> yeah. It's... Oh, no, I didn't actually have one, right? Man, how can you call me out on that? I had the semblance of a joke, as in just say IBS. All right. Uh, the next one up, Idioteca.
4: Idioteca? Basically, this is what we call our IT guys work. <laughs> God, dang, that was coming. a good
0: one. Is this what this podcast is now? Russell, what have you done?
3: I was listening to this album in the car with my son today and he said turn it up. So, if there's any chance, if there was any chance of him not being like one of us, it's
0: gone now. He said to turn it yeah. up, listen to this song. Can you imagine him going to school and the teacher's like, "Hey, whatever his name is, I already forgot." <laughs> Actually, I probably shouldn't say that on there. I'm going to beep out your kid's name like it's a swear word. All right. beep. What? Why did I say the beep? What's your favorite song? I like idiot tech by Radiohead. Oh, my God. I'm calling the cops immediately. Right. He Reporting this his parent. Trial. This parent's obviously on Molly all the time. <laughs> it was kind of interesting how they wrote this song. Basically, one guy took and made random samples for about uh, 40 minutes on a tape. Tom York listened to the whole thing and cut out 40 seconds in the middle loop that and he was like yeah that's the part i like and that's how they made the song out of it (laughs) so there you go that that's the one that most reminded me of pure electronica as i think of it like like a craft work type thing or
3: yeah exactly with the drum machine right
2: i i think one of my heart one of my biggest challenges with this album is i think back to when we were in college there was a guy in our dorm so on one end i went to school with Aaron in her freshman year. And Aaron was, went to school for vocal performance. So Aaron is a musician, very talented. He's a singer, can probably play the trombone at least to a second chair level. <laughs> but there was a kid at the other end of our dorm who had like the turntable. He was doing like the electronic right. music. And I'm having a hard time listening to this thinking that guy could be considered a better musician than Aaron because he could do something like this when I don't see like where the talent comes from, I understand like it's messing with computers and whatnot or, or technology, but I have a hard time understanding, listening to this, why these people would be considered better musicians than someone like Aaron who could sing his ass off.
0: Well, I think Radiohead proved that they can do it all. Right. I mean, that's, that's mm-hmm. partially why I picked that song creep for the opener. Right. Is like, none of these songs, like Matt said, none of these songs are radio songs. I literally tried to think of some karaoke to some of these. And I was like, I'm going to do it. And then I was like, I wonder if people in the crowd will care. The crowd or audience will care if I do creep when it's not on this album. And then I was like, why do I care about that? That is so stupid. Creep is such a fun song to sing. I'm going to do it. Anyway, I took your question I, and made it about me. Sorry about that. I guess the thing to think about
3: that I'm imagining and I'm not Russell, you're very, generous about my musical talents which are not as great as you describe. but thank you
2: but you remember that guy who who used to play this type of you know he made kind of electronic music and if someone at the time would have said i think that guy's a better musician than you aaron i think i would have been a joke, annoyed isn't yeah that's it? true
3: i think what i'm imagining now <laughs> what i'm imagining now and this isn't going to be fair either is what if what if aretha covered this album and Radiohead tried to make, I've never loved a man the way I loved you. Like, which would have come out better? I think it would be Aretha doing this album because she was a great keyboardist as well as a great a great singer. And Radiohead would fall on their faces trying to make, I've, loved, I've never loved a man the way I loved you. But maybe maybe something great would have come out of both.
0: That's a really interesting question. Mm-hmm. I That's fascinating to me. I love to think about Aretha trying to do a Radiohead album. I think that'd be fun. But I don't know. Would she be able to do an album like this where, like, you're you, like can you imagine making an album and you're like, we don't care about the lyrics. We're just going to cut them up. Who cares? I mean, think of what like Kendrick but Lamar. Don't you think think
2: she, he'd, he'd, yeah. When I was reading about this album though, part of this was, they were just trying to figure this, this technology out on the yeah, go. No, like I don't think they were experts in this they technology. Were they were just kind of not, I shouldn't say throwing shit at the wall, but they were, they were trying to like figure this out as they went. So like, who's to say you couldn't give Rob and Matt and Aaron the same technology and you guys couldn't do something it's just possible, as well. Right. All right. That's why, I'm, that's why I keep See saying you there
3: were there were other bands doing this. <laughs> that's no. why I kept saying they were inspired by other bands doing this. <laughs> and I think the to me the big difference is adding Tom's voice back in there, which isn't
4: necessarily a great Got voice, it. but it it works really well for this album. But man, now I want it. Now I want to. Well, it, it, hear it, a the whole thing. But it, it, it's a it's a known band too. Like if this was their first album, mm-hmm. I mean they don't make it to the second album, right? I mean yeah, they, sure. they have this back catalog that they can fall back on. They can go do live shows. They can go play all the festivals Mm -hmm. and go play all the tours they want in, you know, for this album, but they've got their catalog to play back on, you know, they, they got sick of playing their back catalog and they didn't want to create that anymore. So they are pivoting to this new style. Right. But in the end, I mean, they've, they've created enough equity in what they've done in the past to be able to do this, uh, you know, this time around it's, it's great when bands and people have the ability to do this because this is completely just their own. Um, you know what's coming off of that has anything to do with selling records? Is anything to do with trying to please the record uh, heads? It has it anything to do with anything but trying to put out what they want to put out? And they've had the ability, they've built up that equity, and now they can do it. And since you know, now we're here talking about is the twentieth greatest album of all time. They can't do that if they didn't get everything before them. Before but this, but are
3: there guys in their Basement making stuff that's just as good, yeah, possibly, right? Yeah,
4: yeah, for sure. But again, it doesn't get. But it comes down to you know consumerism, or you know, let's let's take it to that, right? If somebody doesn't buy it, I mean, it it can only go as far as that guy's basement, then, right? I
0: I I would argue though that a a person in their basement is not going to make this whole album. They might hit a song. I don't think they would be able to create an album like this. No, because there are actually more instruments than you can fit in a basement. You're right.
3: Wait, that wasn't even supposed to be I was agreeing kind of with
0: Ralph. Oh, okay, I thought you were making some sort of VR porn joke again. and I was like,
3: no, I was totally agreeing with
5: you,
0: Ralph. <laughs> but I, and, and especially you wouldn't have a guy in your basement go back and be able to make OK Computer and go back and be able to make Creep. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it just right. it wouldn't happen. uh The next song is like the opening scene in uh Beauty and the Beast Morning Bell. That's a, Cut for my kids. Don't listen to this, kids. I just talk about VR. Oh, my God. My kids are going to listen to this when I die.
2: I thought Rob for sure here was going to talk his, about his
0: morning <laughs> issue or something on this one. This might be my favorite track on the album. I
3: love this one. And I just love when he says,
1: release me.
0: I, I feel that. That's the one that I can relate to. To look behind the curtain, we did this uh, album as a as a test of the podcast right away, and we realized we had gold on our hands immediately. Of course, <laughs> yes. and I said to my and I said on that podcast, I said, you know, I am going to listen this album again. Not true. Have not listened to it since then. <laughs> like even that song, I do enjoy it, but that voice and the noise—it's not something that makes me. I, and it was fun to walk around New York City today listening to this album, but I I had to I had to kind of force myself to do it for sure. But that's one of the fun things about
3: this podcast Is there are many things, like, you know, Fleetwood Mac Rumors, I never ever am going to listen To that again, but I really enjoyed the week I spent Listening to it, so there's this None of this stuff None of this album is necessarily going to stick in My quiver of regular rotation
0: But I've enjoyed diving into it And talking to you guys about it, hearing your thoughts Yeah, well, this album is kind of like going to the dentist Right? Turns you on
4: What? (laughs) Rob, your mic's off (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay so nobody else gets turned on go to the dentist check oh God, my sister's a dentist i just remembered
4: all right
2: motion picture soundtrack can you see rob like sitting at the dentist while he's laying down and they he's like can you arch my <laughs> he's chair like, I, can't a look down. I can't see what i no, want to be seeing no. while i'm laying completely horizontal he's got like the, the, the vr dentist. goggles out of there like mr this is a family practice
0: i'm just picturing myself getting fired from my job because people are listening to me talk about self-love okay first of all everyone does it okay it's okay to do you prudes while wearing VR I goggles in the, in the bathroom with the shower I running love- so my family can't hear it coming through the speakers but whatever like it's not like I've done it okay you lie down I on love, your bathroom I love floor. this no, no. Ugh. I've never done <laughs> I, that
2: man I love this numbing Rob loves the numbing agent that they apply to him that allows him to last longer <laughs> we- God, all the way off the rails. They put it in
0: my I'm mouth. So How will I get it to the tip of my penis? <laughs> hmm. They come back in. Sir. <laughs> Sir. Not again.
3: Fear to remove some of your ribs. Sh- 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 swish it,
0: spit it. Of Dennis, Bob. did you know that the reason they know everything about you when you come in is that they write it down in a freaking book? When they talk, yeah, you, to you said they that on like
4: episode three. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy
0: to me. So my in my dentist book like just says self suck real big, and then like <laughs> self.
2: VR goggle man.
0: Don't allow him to wear VR goggles. You know, two dentists.
2: You know those big. You know those big plastic shields that people wear now because of the oh, yeah. pandemic. They've got to wear two of those when Rob comes into <laughs> the, on the office. One on top of my head and one on the bottom.
0: <laughs> All right, just pressing up against it. Put him on the glass. I'm putting it on the glass myself. I'm putting
2: it right here. <laughs> All right, <laughs> is there is there usually a soundtrack to your VR motion picture? There is. For this or is not? a
0: motion picture soundtrack. Final oh. song on the
2: album. They said they were trying to
0: make this sound like a 1950 Disney movie, and then they did it. I mean this this is a is this the most depressing way to end an
2: album ever? I mean, listen it's, to this. It's yeah, it's rough. I read that uh, Nigel Goodrich, who was the producer for Kid A also produced a few of Beck's albums. So Mutations, Sea Change, The Information. Oh, that makes sense. And these albums were actually noted as being kind of a big change for Beck too because it had more of like this atmospheric sound that you hear on this than some of his other like more rap type focused or, or I'd say hip hop or whatever you want to call his earlier albums. Yeah, that makes so much um, sense. But in 2010, Ni- Nigel Goodrich actually worked with Beck to compose the movie score for the movie Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. And so, Rob, if you want to pull up Ramona by Beck. So this is Ramona by Beck, produced by Nigel Goodrich, who worked with, on Kid A. You can probably hear, like, somewhat of a similar sound. That sounds like Bowie. It does sound like Bowie. So I got to ask you guys, while, while Kid A had the track called Motion Picture Soundtrack, I think... When it comes to making songs on motion picture soundtracks, with Nigel Goodrich, who did it better? Beck, Beck, did, it Beck better. did it better.
4: Beck definitely did it better. Beck did it better. That was good, Russ.
0: Okay, so that is it. Let's get into everyone's favorite. Okay. And you know what? Do we get a lot of text messages making fun of Aaron for some reason? I don't know who would encourage that kind of behavior. Yes. Do I get even more text saying they love the rating systems? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs>
4: show the patented and very popular beck
0: did it better
4: is gonna system. end well <laughs> oh <yeah. laughs>
0: Oh, that's right. I'm time hosting. I got to tell you. Oh, you're the I'm main told host. This is end well. <laughs> oh, wait. It's the reason before I am the main host.
2: <laughs> what just happened to Rob? <laughs> Rob just completely
0: spit. I don't know. I don't know. I was just like staring <laughs> off into space. Who knows why? Could <laughs> be any reason.
2: All right. So, my final rating <laughs> is Rob, two. Rob, put those VR goggles down and pull your pants
0: back up before we. Rob,
2: i playing the big radio.
0: Please. I'm playing the big like radio game again. Ignore me.
2: Please. Rob, can we go one episode without you watching the Hulk Hogan sex tape on your VR goggles? Can we just go one?
0: You know, when you wear the VR goggles, you feel like you ate a bunch of sushi. You like, feel like a fucking pig. The menu just says, fuck friend's wife. And you're like, click. That's the only option. Oh, wait. When you, if you do real well, though, you can also bankrupt a gawker.
2: Okay, so let's... Too many filet fish brother. <laughs> Extra cheese. Can you cook that filet fish so it
0: looks like my skin tone, brother? <laughs> you do, bronies. All right. Eat a bunch of sushi, full pig, blah. All right. Joke. I just sped up the joke there. I ran out of time. Okay. So is this album, Kid A, by Radiohead, 20th on our list? Okay. Is it rolling well-toned? It belongs at number 20. Okay. It is a score of an album. Nailed it. Is this album rolling boned? It's too low on the list. It should have been higher. It should have been 19, 18, 17, 16, or is this a rolling groan? You did not like this album. It should not be a 20. It should be uh, lower on the list or off the list. And when I say lower, I mean a higher number. So if we're looking at the list on a website, it would be lower except for the Rolling Stone website, which actually counts down to one. In that case, it would be higher. So it's that simple is happening.
2: What's the rating? What's the rating name? If we don't think it should be on the list at all. Uh, That is a rolling. Let's see. Rhyme.com stone.
0: (laughs) No, That's a rolling. Get out of my zone. Russell, don't put me on the spot. I'm not good at this. Oh, sorry. Okay. Now I need to start over. Okay. Is this rolling?
2: Well, okay. uh, Russell, what do you think?
0: What is your rating for this album?
2: We did it. We did an episode of this podcast in one of our trial runs and I just shit on it the whole time. It was such a bad episode. I, I never allowed these guys to play it. I hopefully Rob send me 50 bucks. It.
0: I will send it to you.
2: Uh, <laughs> a good friend of mine, Matt, once said, if you don't like it, just say it's not for you and move on. So I'll kind of do that. I don't get the music. I respect that it speaks to other people and it, it's kind of unique and different and it really resonates with some people. It doesn't resonate with me at all. I don't find it enjoyable. Honestly, I don't really see where the actual talent comes from with this music, and I really don't understand the following. I think some of the following, I believe, probably comes from people liking this new, kind of unique and different music so they can feel like kind of they're in the know and kind of exclude other people who don't get it. Oh, and so no. it's just it's not like for me. I don't enjoy it. It's, it's, it's rolling grown for me. When you see some of the albums that are coming up on our list, I just don't see how this can be rated ahead of Born to Run by Bruce Springsteen, Ready to Die, The Velvet Underground, um, Sgt. Peppers, which used to be one on the list. You're telling me this is better than that album? Tapestry, Horses, and then, of course, Enter oh, the Boot Tank, 36 beat Chambers. All right. So <laughs> I, I just <laughs> don't <laughs> see
0: why this is. zero episodes.
2: If we've listened to, <laughs> if we've listened to, Matt and I have probably listened to 200 250 albums, this is probably in my bottom 10 or 15 that we've listened to. So rolling uh, between grown.
0: actually between Russ, uh, Matt and Rosie, you've also listened to about 250 albums on the list.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. The
0: Rosie, us, to 250 albums. Rosie, what do you think? Rolling? Well, toned, rolling bone or rolling grown.
4: I, as
3: Russell mentioned, this is the second time around for us with this album. Every time I've listened to it, I've enjoyed it. I think it's fascinating. It, it piques my curiosity. I, I respect it as a, a work of art and a document of where music was at the time. I don't think it's better than Enter the Wu-Tang, as Russell mentioned, or better than many of the albums that will come after. I also take particular issue with uh, Radiohead's own admission that they were inspired by Mingus, and I don't even think Mingus is on this list anywhere. So Mingus, uh, um, and Mingus, 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 and Black Saint and the single Lady don't make it into here at all. Um, so as much as I don't want to be negative about this album because I do really like it, uh, I think for purposes of the list i will say it is a rolling groan It was real late in the episode for this
1: (laughs) what did you say after mingus
0: mingus 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 Mingus. he's got an
1: album
3: called mingus 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 mingus
0: yes we of course aaron please don't (laughs) condescend to us we know that what is what was the one you said after mingus didn't you say something well there's mingus uh, um and there's
3: black saint and the sinner lady which i think black saint and the sinner lady is my favorite uh mingus album
0: Okay, let's go around. What's our favorite Mingus album? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Actually, I used to have a couple of Charles Mingus albums. Yeah, right. You don't you're front. Yeah, All right. Matt, Rolling Well-Toned, Rolling Bone, or Rolling Grown. What do you think?
4: I'm going to say this is Rolling Grown, but not in a not in a bad way. Um I'm I'm kind of with the other guys that there's so many other albums that could be placed above it. I look at, you know, each of these you know, when we're kind of going through this section at the end, I kind of look at where does this fit in, right? Like Stevie Wonder has a section of of the population that he'll always speak to, and the Beatles always have a section. Bob Dylan, you know, this is probably the first, I don't know, section for maybe uh, 35 to 50-year-old white males who never played sports in high school kind of a, a deal. You know, I don't know. Like, I feel like there's this huge population out there that just doesn't, care for <laughs> pop music you know and this is exactly what speaks to them and you know it's not on the radio it's something that's not at uh, the top 100 list trying Ironic, to sell albums it? yeah radiohead not on the radio aaron's, <laughs> aaron's scouring the radio
0: all right yeah. worth it worth that joke you know, move on please. so
4: <laughs> yeah so you know i think it, where it was it used to be at 67 you know that probably feels a little closer to where i think it should be um, but that being said, every time I listen to it, I thoroughly enjoy it. Just like Rosie said, I, I do like their earlier stuff. It is a little more commercial, so, you know, maybe I'm half the problem, but, um, you know, I, I do like Radiohead as a band. And so I don't think I would have listened to this album if we hadn't done this list. So it, it's, I don't know if I'll come back to it, but I did enjoy it. And, uh, I'll end by just saying, yeah, rolling, rolling boned. It should be have a higher number, which means it's lower on the list on December 24th here?
0: Uh, excuse me, it's midnight <laughs> right it's midnight ready. here, so it's actually the 20th.
2: <laughs> December actually the 28th, yeah. temperatures dropped below oh, zero. shucks. It's dropped below zero here. Now, I did forget here, yeah. to mention
0: one thing. This was nominated for uh, Best uh, Album of the Year. It didn't win. Alternative Album It year? did win Best Alternative Album of the Year, okay. and that's when it won a granny.
1: Did you say me?
2: Oh, guys, she's back. She's back. Is she giving a rating? I don't
0: have a rating, but I heard you were talking about VR. I've used <laughs> VR goggles. I stick them up my a- Gotta go, bye.
2: Oh, Granny. So dirty. Wow. Almost made it. That? that? That's like, you guys ever play that game, uh, what's Cards mm-hmm. Against Humanity? And some people, they try to say like the clever thing, and some people just say the dirtiest thing they can say. Rob just showed that he is the dirtiest guy at the table when it comes to. I was just going to say, find a man
0: who can do both. You guys know what I'm talking about?
2: All right. So my rating for this
0: album is on this document and I'm scrolling up and down looking for it. All right. It is a rolling internet chat room. This was the first album that you could talk about online. I think that's a big reason why it's, it's so divisive is like this, this came out. It was when everybody guys, asl am i right everyone was chatting in the 2000s we love asl it. okay huh? what? age sex what location it? that's okay you guys don't okay so <laughs> what? well what? back to vr see you guys later We're <laughs> just ass all right so this is the point of the podcast where i'm glad nobody makes it to the end <laughs> but that is my rating so thanks for listening to what i say guys and not just making fun of me uh the next album we have coming up is Guess what? Born to Run by the boss, Bruce Springsteen. Yes. Nice.
2: That is a fun, fun album.
0: It's 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 pretty much polar opposite from this album, but I gotta say, that's the end of the episode. Alright, see you later, everybody. This is Beck. <laughs> Big gold huh? better. <laughs> Big gold.
1: When you want to hear about the greatest album, no, no, no. Of all time. It's that way. <laughs> but you're just too lazy to shit. If you want to hear from guys who chat and then they get off track, I've got the perfect podcast for you, Jack.
0: Beck oh. did it better. Uh, I think next week I'm going to listen to this online. It's going to be Vjorn to Run. Vyarn to Run. Vyarn to Run. <laughs> 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 Hang on, i gotta i gotta sit up so i can see you guys on the zoom
2: aaron's gotta go get his, his rusty trombone <laughs> out of the out of the basement <laughs> to play the da, 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 da. you know rob is is, is your definite is is the definition of rusty trombone on
4: urban dictionary rob oh god
0: okay, <laughs> okay. and stop recording <laughs> okay <laughs> so we can use about five minutes of that episode i think
4: oh.